Hey, Malachi. Yeah. Quick, quick question. Yeah. What the hell, what the hell's going on? Well, if anyone is out there and can hear this transmission, <laughs> we are alive. We are doing okay. Actually, some of us introverts, we're actually thriving in this. <laughs> but I fear we're down to our last two rows of TP. And if that goes, all hell may break loose. That'll be bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, since the last time we did a show, because you, you had your hands full, Jeremy and I did a little just, hey, let's let's see, let's tell everybody what's going on. Uh, since the last time we did a show, things are different. My how things can change in two weeks. Yeah. It's crazy. Um I guess was the last show we did with SVT and I had to put a little disclaimer on the beginning there. Be like, well, we didn't know. <laughs> we didn't know shit. <laughs> we, well, we didn't. Um, I don't know when this started coming. It was like, uh, okay, it's probably the same as bird flu, swine flu, SARS, Ebola, all that stuff. Wash your hands. Who cares? Yeah. Carry on. But it's not. So, um, I think we have an important interview today. Uh, it was good information uh, when we recorded it. Now it's critical. Yeah. So it's, that's crazy. Yeah. So let's get a theme going in, then we'll drop in the show. Sounds good. All right. Let's spin go. it. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm I'm gonna predict that that's gonna be a, a <laughs> smashing success. Yeah, it will go over well. Welcome to Talk About Town, a podcast about real estate and other stuff. And now your hosts, Mal and Neil. Alright, so here we are. Um, in the middle of a pandemic, well, I appreciate, I appreciate, uh, people still putting out content there because you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. We can still consume content. If, so, if now, if not now, it's, it's more than ever. I mean, what else are you going to do? Exactly. So, um, I guess we should jump into what's happening with the market. And it's very interesting right now. So let's hear from uh, from our sponsor for the uh, real estate market update, Chad Hennessy. Hello, I'm Chad Hennessy with InsureMax. If you're exploring options for your insurance coverage, let me and my staff help with taking the burden off your shoulders. We at InsureMax are a locally owned independent insurance agency providing options and flexibility. This allows us to design coverage for your auto, home, business, and life insurance specifically for your needs. Please contact me, Chad Hennessy, at 502-479-4085 or email me at chadh at insuramax.com. Insuramax looks forward to removing the stress of insurance shopping for you. All right, so the market is strange right now. So 2007-2008, that recession was caused by housing. Right. This one was not big difference. Um, the governor there, you know, there was kind of some, some gray areas like what, what are agents allowed to do right now? Well, the gray area was finally cleared up and housing is essential. Everybody's got to have a place to live. Life people. Yeah. People have um, a lot of things that don't stop that may cause them to sell and things like that. So we are essential. We can't do open houses right now. And, and that makes sense. You know, you get five, six, seven, eight families all going to a place at the same time. Uh, there's no social distancing there, but if he said, do as much as you can virtually yeah. and I've got, I've got zoom, I've got bomb bomb. I've got all kinds of stuff. We can, we can do everything virtually except go see houses essentially 
and that you can still do as well. You can do a single showing. Which we can, uh, I know we, the future, I don't know if you've ever, uh, out in California, I watched a thing on, it was 2020 a few uh, year or so ago, but what they're doing, they have, uh, what's the, uh, the things people used to ride around. I don't even know if they still do them anymore. The Segway or I think that what they call it. Uh, the two big wheels. Yeah. The Segway. Uh, yeah. So, uh, out there for like apartments and condos that are all kind of the same structure though you can call a phone number if you're outside the thing call in a virtual agent would do would do a, a like what we're doing here at zoom and there'll be an ipad at the top of it and the door will open they'll open it remotely and they'll give them a virtual tour through the home and they'll let them back out. so they're saying that could be our future 10 years from now, like hope, you know, who, who knows? So, so I think this could be society changing when we realize that most, most things that deal with data and information and things like that can be done from home. hundred percent. I agree with that. hundred percent. My buddy, Matt, he said he read an article right when this all happened, you know, a week and a half ago, whatever it said, this could change the workforce, the colleges and the regular schooling forever. Like, um, well, I mean, if you can work remotely and you have the capability now to, in today's time, um, I went real quick. I went to get an adapter the other day that recorded that were changed a, uh, HDMI to display port. Mm -hmm. every, every Walmart, I went to like three of them, got online, sold out, sold it. So everybody I bet. is working from home. And yep. like, that's what I told Chris. I'm like, so people are getting up, getting dressed, leaving computers right there at their home to drive 45 minutes or so to sit down and get on a computer and do the exact same job yep. they done at home. I mean, think about fuel consumption that, that, that will help cut down on that. A lot of things will be affected by it, but yeah, yeah. go ahead. Well, it's like, why, um, why not make public schools have virtual Fridays? Then you save 20% of transportation costs. Yep. Uh, I guess childcare could be an issue with that, but maybe, maybe more people will be home on Fridays too. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, now they're setting up Louisville downtown, you know, spectrum is going around setting up, trying to make the whole city, I think a hotspot yeah. to get to provide internet to everybody. So, I mean, once this is all said and done, they're not just going to go out and just take everything back up and throw it away. So like, uh, yeah. who knows? Internet's a utility now. Um, you oh, really yeah. You can't, you can't navigate society without the internet successfully these days. I believe. I'm sure there's people that do it, but uh, you almost have to be intentional about it. Uh, I would agree with that. Sure. Yeah. You you have to not to want to have the internet. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, um, before we jump into what I think is some kind of critical information now. Uh, let's, let's be a little lighthearted. You wanted to talk about the, the tiger King. Okay. So I have my, <laughs> my notes here. <clears throat> These are, uh, Mal's official takeaways from the tiger King. Uh, I put together a little list here. Um, I'm posting. I haven't, it. I haven't watched it yet, by the way. Okay. Well, I'm going to save this list. And when you get done watching it, we can discuss, but I'm going to post okay. it on Facebook later. Um, I can't, man, you got to get on the boat. Everybody's watching this shit. It's so, I know. I'm a late adopter for everything Yeah, but all this, the time. This one, you've just, you, you know, like some things it's cool to not do things like, oh, you're one of those people that don't, I never watch Game of Thrones. I, I haven't game. either. After a while, I just, I'm like, I'm not doing it. It's too late. Uh, you need to watch the Tiger. Okay. Hey, is it, is it a one episode thing? Is it a season? What? Seven. It's seven episodes, 45 okay. minutes long. People are starting episode one and then watching the whole thing in a day. Like they're just. Okay. You, I, you just the don't. things like, like the reason I didn't do game of Thrones, it's like, I don't have that much time to dedicate. To give away. Yes. <laughs> I, I can do a, a few 45 minute things. Dude, um, I'll watch game of Thrones twice. He sat down and watched from beginning to end twice. Like that will be at least two months of your life. But, uh, no, this is uh, 45 minutes. Some of them are a little bit less than that. But uh, I'm telling you, they're so, I mean, bizarre is, is a good word. But uh, okay. like that's an understatement. Um, yeah, so um, if anybody wants to comment on any of this, um, Carol definitely killed Don Lewis using sardine oil. That's a fact. Um, that's one takeaway from it. 
um, she mentions way too much how to kill people and to say that she didn't kill her, <laughs> but she did. Um, let's see. Um, Antle's probably going to end up in prison when this is all said and done. Um, I think the other guy's name is Jeff. He's going to end up in prison too. Um, here's something else I learned. Some people will do way, way more than I would expect for free trucks, guns, and meth. You'll, <laughs> you'll understand that. As All you right. Show. Um, let's see. Uh, one qualification to own large cats is you have to be certifiably, certifiably insane. That's just uh, anybody out there that owns big cats. They're just psycho. <laughs> Um, cause the thing is too, all these people, they don't own one, they own two or 300 tigers. Oh, it's, just, it's crazy. Um, um, oh, here's a, here's a fact too. At the end of it, and you'll find this interesting. They, they said at the end of it in America, there are between five and 10,000 big cats in captivity in the wild around the rest of the world. There are 4,000. So there are more, maybe twice as many in captivity in America than there are free roaming around the rest of the planet, which is huh. just a crazy statistic. Um, let's see a couple more here. Joe definitely burned down the recording studio. That's a, that's just a fact. Um, these are all theories that but I'm just telling my, my right. Point. This is wild. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, here's something that I learned when the feds come calling, everyone will turn on you to save their own ass. It's just a, that's a fact of life. Um, let's see. I almost have a stuff here. Uh, the big cat sanctuary there, it was basically a wonderland for convicts and tweakers. Uh, and the fact, here's my funny thing. The fact that things like this are going on in America is just scary. Like you watch this and you're like, how is this going on in everyday life? And we, and I, we never caught wind of it until it's possible <laughs> till it's went from beginning to middle to end. And no, and I guess people in it's in Oklahoma. Uh, I guess they might have known a little bit about what was going on. The rest of the world, the fact that it can reach this point, and that people out there are doing stuff like this, it is just frightening. That's what Chris said. Very, and she goes, "I can't believe people like this are out there walking around." I was like, "Yeah, it's like they're walking around next to you at Walmart and Kroger. Right. Like, you have no idea that how crazy these people are." But you, uh, you and Saint, you all it is just. We'll watch it. Um, the one that we did start watching uh, recently was Dirty Money. Have you seen that at all? Oh yes, I have. I watched all of season one. Oh, okay. Um, and we, I just saw the ad for season two the other day. So like, Carissa really is not a big fan of it. I watch them. I love them. We like it. It's cra- people are crazy. What are you on? What, what have you? Well, watched? we've only watched the first two. Um, which is what? Um, which is the Volkswagen stuff? Volkswagen one's crazy. And the the payday lender thing. Yeah. And to me, here's my take on that. If you're buying $8 million Aspen places on the backs of poor people that are, are literally getting their water shut off and you have no remorse at all. But, and, and I think he obviously did things to, to skirt the law. You know, he's pretending, Oh, I just did this. That I don't know. I don't know how he sleeps at night, but see, that's what, all those, no, I can't see all those, but once you reach a certain point and you get all this money and you're up at the, they've looked for ways to get around taxes, laws, everything. And he, predatory lending, that's what, that's what, you know, mm-hmm. about him as whatever, but everything he did, well, not everything, whatever, that's why he was within the boundaries of the law. Like right. maybe boxed it out, but certain states now, like they don't allow any of that lending to go on because they changed the laws. But I mean, all he did was, found ways to do legal things and granted he exploited it and took advantage of it, but it's not illegal and it it really, it should be. But like I said, some States, even when you see like, you don't see the commercials anymore, like they showed Montel Williams or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, you see those commercials all the time, money, money lending, blah, blah, blah. And at the bottom it would say not available in New York, New Jersey, all these States because States just passed laws to, to outlaw it. Um, and then that's when they, I think that in that where they set up those virtual offices in like Oklahoma or yeah, and at the um, well, they Indian, would Indian. they 
Yeah, Indian reservations in Oklahoma, yeah. and they were in Kansas, but telling people they were in Oklahoma. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because the laws were on an Indian reservation, like the laws didn't apply or something. Yeah, like that. which uh, that I mean that that was obviously. They changed it to some different type of funding. They changed the structure of the business. But remember, they showed up and it's just some guy sitting at a desk like this is, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is. Like, where's the call center? Where's the? Uh, that's the winner for, of this pandemic. Netflix. Everybody is binging. The whole world is sitting in front of their teeth. Have you seen that meme that says, "Our grandparents were called to go to war to save the world. We're being called to sit on our couch. Let, let's not screw this up." Like that yes, is, I, I love it. It's, and it's it's true. I mean, it's true. It's hard to get across to my kids that like the last time this happened, something similar was a hundred years ago. This is not. It's a multi generational kind of thing. Oh yeah, my aunt posted something that said we are currently living through a history lesson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, twenty years from now, thirty years, like, they're going to look back on the the great pandemic, and that's what they're going to ask you. What did you do? Nothing. I did what I was told. I, I say I did nothing. I said it all. <laughs> yeah, we sat around the fire last night. It was nice. Yeah, that's that's what I was uh, going to put on Facebook too. It's like you know all the social distancing. It's we struggled yesterday. We we play on the back porch. We yelled at the neighbors' <laughs> kids, which that's all pretty much par for the course. Uh, Scarlet threw popsicles over to them the, over their fence, and they came over and picked them up so that we were <laughs> six feet. It's great. Um, oh, you know, I go to the dollar store. At the dollar store, they have all these signs posted, and as you walk up to the checkup line. They have tape on the floor and one's uh -huh. six feet in front of that. There's another one that says six feet in front of that. So like, you're not allowed to go. You move from one piece of tape to the next piece of tape as you move around to the checkout lines. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It's crazy times we're living in for sure. Um, yep. Well, well, this, this be a good time then I guess to, um, to kind of get a little more serious and set up our interview that we had with Caleb Williams so um, the way that I'll set this up, first of all, is I'd say the vast majority of people have any time they have retirement savings or investing, they're doing it in the stock market. And we recorded this back in January, stock market's booming. Now when we record this, this is like a wake up time kind of. When we recorded it, the stock market was setting records every day for high points, every day, new high, new high. And now the stock market's setting records every day for losses. So we right. the exact opposite. So I felt like it was going to be a hard sell when we first recorded. It's like, listen, there's a, there's a better way um, that we're, we're using us. my family. Yeah, my family has taken this strategy. And my goodness, I pulled money out of mutual funds at the height of it and invested it this different way. and I I haven't lost a dime. Um, you saw the writing on the wall. Well, <laughs> you were a couple weeks early, but I was a couple weeks early. But um, how fortunate! How fortunate indeed! Because here's the thing that people don't get: you see the rates, you see what happens in the stock market. Oh, I'll make ten percent on my money. You are not making ten percent on your money right now. The compound interest is where you make your money. And when the stock market tanks, you're not getting interest upon interest upon interest upon interest. And this happens. Last time it happened was 12, 13 years ago. Um, and Caleb has a company. I went to an, a mastermind event back in November. I met Caleb there. He spoke there. He's got a book. I got his book. He started like reading it. 16 or 17 years old. <laughs> you would think he's 23, I believe. So here, let me set up his bio because it's interesting. So he's a founder and CEO of Better Well Solutions. Um, he, it's a company that's committed to financial education and coaching. Uh, he grew up in Wisconsin, but he was a little different in that he got really fascinated when he was young about learning about money and how successful people become rich. At the age of 19, while studying business finance in college, he was promoted to lead the entire investment division at a local community bank. Mm. 19 years old, and he's crushing. So for a couple of years, he's continued to study the complexities of money, traveled across the country to learn from top adv advisors. He discovered in his journey strategies and principles that empower anyone to create their own wealth. He's not a typical financial advisor. 
He has a true passion for financial education, and as his mission statement reads, he helps people see and reach their highest potential. Um, I want people to to listen to this and, and reconsider what they thought because um, it went against most everything I had thought about investing in money. I was a Dave Ramsey guy for a lot of times, um, and Dave Ramsey is absolutely great. Um, one thing that's different is Dave Ramsey is suited even better for people whose income is not a variable in the situation. So as a real estate agent, the, my income is a variable. Uh, I don't, I don't receive the same paycheck every two weeks and the way to shift your thinking on this could have lasting effects to people's lives and families for generations. All right, Caleb, thank you so much for coming on to talk about town with us today. Oh my goodness, you guys, it is a pleasure being on and I feel a little bit more at home talking to good old Louisville guys. So it's, it's good. It's good talking with you guys. Where are you at right now? I am in Denver, Colorado, nice. and I'm from the Midwest, though. Okay. So I grew up in Central Wisconsin. Oh, you're, you're and a Packers like, I can't fan, aren't you? Too. I'm still. I'm yes, yes. Are you recovered? A heart, heartbreaking way to end the season, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're I'm I'm a recovering Packer fan right now, <laughs> and and I couldn't do the cold weather, so I came to Denver, and it's it's beautiful here, and I love it. Isn't there a Louisville, Colorado, too? Is it, is it close you know, to I, you? I think there, I think there is, but I work all the time and I don't Who knows? know the area as well. <laughs> I as think I there is. I think they may actually call it Louisville. Uh, I've got some oh, family in no. Colorado and I used to go out there a lot. Uh, my uncle lives up in the mountains and we go skiing and stuff and I miss it and I love it. So yeah, it's awesome. So we, we read your bio to the audience and I got to say, is it actually all true? Mm. It is, which is, which I still kind of wonder. I'm like, man, you can't make this stuff up. Like 19 years old, like what, what were, what were they thinking? Right. What was the bank thinking? You know? And all I'll say is this is, you know, I've shared, I shared this with you, Neil before, but I had a really big turning point when I was 12 years old, had a super embarrassing moment. And I came to my mom and she said, Caleb, control the things that you can control and the things that you can't don't worry about. And I have always been sort of a mature kid. And so I'm like growing up, I'm like, I am going to do everything I can to control things and like look at and seek things as it relates to money, business, networking. And one of the things that I just did really well is number one, I started reading nonfiction books and got big picture, but I also con connecting with people. Like if you're listening to this, the people in your life are like the number one thing that matters. Absolutely. And so be super intentional with that. And so I did that through throughout my life. And so even at 19, I was a mature, mature 19 year old and I was well loved. And those two things allowed me to step into a huge, huge responsibility. And that was really the catalyst. If you look at what I'm doing now in the book and speaking, that, that at 19 years old, being able to take over the investment department gave me the opportunity to do all this other stuff. And so it's kind of cool to think about the different stages in life and how when you wherever you're at are be excellent because how you show up today is going to be potentially setting the stage five years from now i love that uh and it's not in your bio i don't think but i know this from listening to your show you finished college in three years right yeah yeah and and i i don't know if this is in my bio that you read but i'm i'm I struggle with dyslexia. Uh, I do, I do, reading is really tough for me. But again, because I was homeschooled, I learned how I learned. And that's another very valuable skill, very valuable thing to know about yourself. Like I'm, I'm not stupid, although I would have thought I was stupid at 12, 13, because I'm like, I can't freaking read, you know? Right. And that gave me a lot of lack of confidence. But I'm like, no, I am actually really good at auditory. And if I talk to someone, I'm hands-on. I can pick it up immediately. I have an ability to hear something once and then go and speak no notes and almost do word for word. So that's, that's smart, just not in the typical way. And so I just took that drive and passion and took it to um, the school and, and got out a year early. I love that. And, you know, school is geared to reward a certain type of smart. Yep. And I, I truly believe it's 
it's the truth. We have different types of intelligence. This, you know, the schools recognize it. I have a background in teaching. You go uh, to your college classes and they say, you know, these are the, these are the different ways you can be smart. And then you go to school and they're like, well, forget all that. Now we're going to learn yeah. vocabulary. It's changing though. Maybe they're kind of getting away from the traditional things. I bet. I think like with uh, the trade schools and all that, not, not everybody's even cut out for a, we don't have to go down this rabbit hole, you know, four year school. Some people learn, like you just said, hands on is huge. For I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's going to change yeah. for better or worse. It's going to change. And I'm really excited about it because we are getting way more self-aware and, and the internet, you guys, the internet's changing everything. Oh, yeah. It really is. And it's so exciting. We, yeah. we thought it was changing everything 10 years right. ago. Yeah. And uh, here, here we are in a room together over some wires and i mean video sound all that stuff it's it's a crazy technology that's pretty special so i was at uh, this event put on by the marketing company that malachi and i are working with it was in san antonio texas back in november caleb is the speaker one of these speakers um, i was expecting you know you know this is a good way to do this kind of video or whatever the event as a whole blew my mind and part of it was caleb and the, you know this this baby face kid gets up and starts talking to you about money and you're like what is this and then he starts saying this stuff and you're like what now <laughs> and it um he kind of turns a lot of assumptions on its head and he shows through his talks through his books through his podcasts and everything some different investment strategies and things that you can do that will absolutely change your life. Uh, I'm turning Malachi onto it right now. I just gave him the book. I'm on chapter two. Said, so I'm, right. I'm just I said, you've got to, I said, you've got to read this thing. Uh, it's different. I am now a client of Caleb's. Uh, I'm working with one of his people right now. I'm, I'm expecting an email from him like today about some details behind everything. Awesome. So would you like to kind of work us through the basic premise of what you teach? And I mean, yeah. you know, we don't need to get into the heart of everything, right. but it's right. It's um, pretty so complicated. The, the people I'm making an assumption that the people that are listening to this want to better their life. The, one of the cool things, one of the cool things about podcast listeners is they are really amazing because they are intentionally doing something that's harder listening to a show that's maybe not as entertaining as a music or whatever. Good call. Huge respect right off the bat. And, yep. and so I'm making an assumption that you want to better your life. And my, my story in a nutshell, and you guys read the you read my bio, but I just always seek to, to find the better way because I knew that if you get this money thing figured out, everything in your life gets better. I mean, I'm telling you, like I love helping people reach their highest potential and it, ticks me off when someone's unable to live to their God-given potential in their life because of, of like their lack of understanding how money can be a tool. Right. That's what drives my inner passion. That's why I do what I do. And one of the most important things to figure out in, if, when you're listening to this and you really want to be wealthier, you just want to do what you feel like you want to do. Like whatever that is, you got to clarify that, but you got to figure out why, it's, why it matters to begin with. So it's cool is, I mean, Malachi, like the first thing that I would do is like, what do you want, brother? And like, then get really, really clear on what a result looks like. What's interesting, Neil, and you, you know this because you've been working with us, ROR for us stands for return on result. It has nothing to do with a rate of return. That's what Wall Street will tell you it is. It has nothing to do with rate of return because rate of return can be very misleading and quite frankly, seduces us to do something that we don't necessarily want to do. We just we just, that's what, that's what you do. So we don't put any thought behind it. We take our precious dollars, throw it at some kind of investment and just, just hope, quite frankly, it's called, we call it the hope strategy. Just hope yeah. that something's going to turn out favorable for us in the future. So the first step that, that is so vitally important, and if we don't get this right, we can't really move forward because I would just be like everyone else toting some kind of strategy and quite, and just, just falling short. So getting clarity on your why. And one of the best questions to answer when you hear this is, what would you do if money wasn't an issue? Neil, if I gave you 10 million bucks today, what would you do? 
And, and it, that just starts getting you thinking about priorities and what's really important to you. Right. Second aspect, and, and you, people listening to this may be right before paying their taxes, I, you know, it's like they, they, you feel this burden, but it's to get efficient with all the money that's coming through your life. The efficiency, is, it, that's the key right there. 100%. And when I talk about efficiency, I love to use the, use the analogy of if I was going to come to you guys and actually do an in-person meeting, I could drive to you oh, and that would get the job done. Or I could hop on a plane and get, get to you guys much faster. The plane is an example of accomplishing what I want to accomplish faster. And so when we look at efficiency, there's three things that we look at. We're looking at cash flow. And we're, we're asking the question, what are areas in our life that we can optimize cash flow? We're looking at things that are dragging your money down. We're looking at money that your investments that you're already throwing your money at. We're looking at tracking your spending and being intentional because so many people are not intentional in this area. But we're also looking at assets. If you're telling me you want X and you're putting your money in X, Y, or Z, and that those assets, retirement accounts, are actually not giving you the result that you want, we need to have a tough conversation and say, listen, is this, is this actually giving you what you want? And then we also want to look at liabilities. A lot of people listening to this might feel the stress of debt. And believe it or not, there's an art and a science and a, the most efficient and effective way to pay off your debt. And when you get, when you get your cash flow figured out and optimized, when you get clarity on your assets and redirect them if they need to be redirected, and you have a strategy for how you pay off your debt, you feel confident. And we didn't talk about any, any products yet. You just have clarity on where you want to go and you're mastering and you're controlling the money that's flowing through your, flowing through your life. And efficiency goes back to efficiency is getting what you want faster. And again, we can talk about efficiency, but if we don't understand your why, we're just spinning our wheels. It's just, it's all for nothing or it's for the wrong things. 100%. Now, the third aspect is where are we going to save our money? And we help our clients save sometimes 10, 20% more than what they were currently doing because of our unique strategy. My book is called The And Asset. The secret way to save and use your money at the same time. I love it. Nice. They're show, showing the And Asset. And, and the, the, the aha moment that I had was we are taught in, in society right now is wherever we save our money, we have to lock that up and hope for someday in the future. We've all heard save 10%, whatever. Put yeah, it, and hope that it. it's not 2007, 2008 when it's time to retire. Oh, right. Well, we're just, taught, we're just taught this. We're given this false choice that you either have to save your money or use it. You either mm -hmm. have to spend your money or, or invest it for the future. And my aha moment in my journey, and I'm, I know I'm not going to do this justice, but I just discovered an amazing, amazing financial strategy that involves a special type of life insurance contract. When most people think about life insurance, they think of, they think of what they need to put money towards to insure something if something bad happens. Right, For instance, right. you insure your house, your house burns down, you insure your car, you, you insure your life if something happens to you, you have money to pay your family. This is totally different. We are totally looking at this from a tax benefit that's why we use the life insurance contract and we're putting as much money in for the least amount of insurance benefit. Why? Because when that's set, set up, your money is now growing tax-free the rest of your life, but also gives you the control to utilize that cash to use, pay off debt, invest in assets, you name it, because your greatest financial Any, need is using money. Anything, your that, anything that is positive uh, return uh, rate of what is it? Return on results. Yeah, 100%. Any, anything that's possible for that, you can pull out money from this. Correct. Borrow the insurance company's money Correct. using your money as the collateral. Yep. Generate more, return what you, what you borrowed, and you don't have to choose. You don't have to choose. And think about how powerful this is. Can you save more money if you can control it throughout your life? Absolutely. So not only are we helping people be efficient and maybe find areas that they're not being efficient in, but we're also able to help you save more money. And all that money from day one will compound for you, not just to retirement, but to the day that you die. If all we did was stop there, it's like, wow, that's pretty darn cool. But on top of that, then we, we're, I'm saying you're the fourth area in our model is your greatest financial need is using money. If someone's coming up to you and saying, do this, but like you have to delay the use of money for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. How do you think the wealthiest of the wealthiest become wealthy? 
how do you think the banks make money? How do you think Wall Street ultimately makes money? They understand the value of control, but we are lied to and we're saying, don't control your money, give up control for this, this rate of return. Right. So we're and freely doing it. Right. Uh, you, you had an illustration where you're like, why do you think the banks w want you to have direct deposit now all the time? Yeah. I was like, uh, I don't know. It's easier. <laughs> you know, no, they get your money before you even get your yep. money. They're brilliant, by the way. Damn. There's a reason banks give you suckers. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think they're just like, they, they're probably blown. And by the way, it's not the people. I worked at a bank for four and a half years and I didn't know how we made money. But when I stopped and just think about it, I'm like, we have 24 employees. It was a small community bank with three locations. And we don't charge that many fees. We don't have the crazy loan portfolio. Like, how in the world are we making money? And then I realized all the money that we're, we're working with is not ours. Right. Brilliant. There are institutions that control money better than anyone else. Take a look next time on all the nice buildings, on all the nice stadiums. A yep. lot of them are finance, finance companies, banks, and because that's where all the money's at and where the money's held, it's controlled. And control, my friend, is the greatest aspect that we should be seeking for. And the cool thing about what we teach our clients all across the country is how you can have your cake and eat it too. How you can save more money because we have a savings problem, but then how you can translate that savings and reinvest it into you, into what you want to do, into the result that you're seeking. And that multiplication, we call it the velocity of savings. My goodness, man, it, it gets really good and it changes your mindset. And not only will it bless your future generations, but it, it's a, you're able to show up more powerfully today. I looked at some numbers going over what, what our plan was as, as I'm working with um, your staff. And my wife and I were, were on a, something similar to this meeting with someone from your staff showing us a bunch of numbers. And it all looked amazing. This is absolutely true. When my wife when, later that night when, when it was just the two of us, she says, do you think we need that much? <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, no, probably not. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and man, what, where it gets good is there's no calculation that we can make on what you're going to do the next 10, 15 years. But if you stay diligent and, and spend time with people that, like like myself that like are positive that see the best and like always are challenging the status quo imagine what you will how much more you'll have through the abundance of control and absolutely if, and whether someone uh, reads my book or adapts the strategy i just want people to take a step back and say like if you're giving up control in any area of your life ask the question why and really be self-aware about that and like mic drop there, like, because if you get that, right. there's nothing I can say, there's nothing you can say, but if you have that epiphany for yourself, life gets really good. And, and it's not like a secret investment. It's not like a secret, like everything that we're teaching is not, is like anti-secrets. It's more of like, this is the foundation and, and everything else in your life gets better. Right. Um, and, and maybe to answer the question, I'm betting the um, answer to why would you give up control the answer is usually security and that security is usually false. Yes. You know? I'm glad you mentioned I'm, that because you can actually, if you have control, you can have more security. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. You know, if you're, uh, you're not going to go on this venture because you don't want to, you don't want to lose the money. You want, you don't have enough time at your day job. Don't tie yourself to your day job forever. People. They, well, Listen, they'll man. fire you tomorrow. <laughs> I, it, I look like, look, go look me up. Go look me up on Google, guys. I look like I'm 15 years old. <laughs> You're lucky. Okay? Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe Blessed. 13. Okay. Now, now, at, now I'm 23 years old, by the way. So I'm, I'm super young for this business. But when I left the bank, I was 21. Okay. I had so many people that love, I love and respect say, Caleb, you are out of your mind. You just graduated college. Why are you leaving? Why are you leaving the bank? You have this thing. You, I had a corner office, you guys. I had the second largest office at our bank. <laughs> and I left. You know why is my mission statement that hangs on this wall to this day. It's to help people see and reach their highest potential. And I knew in my heart that I was choosing the safe option by staying, but I, but I couldn't do like there's 
I could not have a maximum service to people if I stayed where I was. So leaving was terrifying. <laughs> I was, I felt sick for months because I knew that like I, this was kind of unique. I transitioned over a couple months because I really wanted to leave well. And I was nervous. And my biggest fear was like, am I even going to make it? Is anyone going to trust me? And it was, it was a tough first year. It was, it was brutal. But I am so grateful for taking that leap. And we, we, I practiced what I preached. I had a lot of savings. Like I, I, I wasn't needing money financially. And that helps when you're starting a business. I am so grateful, you guys, so grateful on where, where we are. And I know that we wouldn't be, I wouldn't be meeting you. I wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't a tough conversation that I had to have with myself when I was 21 years old. And so there's people listening to this that aren't happy, that they're just not, they're not killing it. And they, they, again, have to, everything should be on the table and it's fun. Money's fun thing to like figure out strategies for, but a really fun thing is making more. And that's something that we all have control over. And when you can, ha- when you can make more money, everything else also gets easier as well. And so I just want to encourage the people listening to this too. Um, you got one life and, and we're all going to die. And I think that is the ultimate purification of knowing that there's nothing that you can, there's nothing too crazy you can be because we're all going to die in a hundred years. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to be talking about us. Right. Uh, and they're not, the, I was listening to a podcast this morning that I, I listened to some, it, it's kind of a, a, a business minded thing. And um, they talk about the crabs in the bucket. Um, you can't, you don't have to put a lid on crabs in a bucket because the other crabs will hold the crab trying to get out. He'll, they'll pull him back in wow. to keep him safe. Wow. And, uh, I kind of, I thought about that a lot. You know, they're saying, um, the people that, that just seek security, that just that, you know, the people at the bank, when you left are saying, don't go Caleb, it's not safe out there. Right. But, but I think you are living, living out your mission and blessing people's lives in a way that is amazing. Thank you, man. So. Yeah. So, so, um, let the crab out of the bucket, right. you know, that's our new, mo- right. that's our new model. Yeah. I like that. Man. I'm going to use that. sometime. <laughs> yeah. Use I that. thought that was cool. Um, so if people want to learn more about your strategies, your company, where are they going to go? Okay. So two things, and you tell me, you call an audible if it's not, not okay. I mm-hmm. really, really, really like you guys. And anyone that wants wants a free book, they could go to andasset.com and pay for shipping, which is still a deal. Or mm-hmm. we will figure out a way to get them a free book, whether it's I send you a couple and they reach out to you, whatever it is. So email, email Neil and yeah. I, you'll get a free signed copy of my book. I'll make that happen. Very cool. The second thing is if yeah. you go to andasset.com, that's the ultimate resource for we have videos, we have a one page report, we have, you can get extra books, but that is, that is where you can find us. And, and then my name, I'm sure it'll be on there. You can look me up on social media. I would love to hear from you. And we're, we're on a mission to ensure a million people in the next five years. Oh, hell yeah. So, so <laughs> Neil, by you, having, by you having me on here, you're helping me fulfill that mission because we need, awesome. to share the more, more, we need to share the story and, and, I get goosebumps just thinking about the impact that that has on America. And it really will have just a generational impact if we can do half of that. And so that's, yeah, that's what, really. that's what uh, keeps me humble is we're, we're a long ways from that. But it, this message needs, needs to be heard and people need to understand what we're saying. And, and so anything that I can do to serve you and um, your, your audience, I'm all in, man. I love it. Uh, so send me an email for a free book or mail. It's uh, Neil, N-E-A-L, at TalkAboutTownKY.com or Mal, M-A-L, at TalkAboutTownKY.com. And we'll hook you up with Caleb. Um, I appreciate you coming on with us. This has been awesome. It's been um, it's been great getting to know you a little bit from uh, back in November when we went to that event. And I'm I'm really looking forward to continuing our relationship and hopefully this gets out there and helps people. Dude, I, he's our second published author, right? On our show. He's the second. I well, and we're, so. and we're having he's our first books. event in October, man. So it'd be awesome. I saw that. If you get you nice. out here, bro. Do you know where it is? It's going to be in Denver. First weekend like, of October. I like that. 
It's going to, I mean, yeah, it's going to be good. I'll have to talk to the wife. Okay. Yeah. Let's make that happen. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, Caleb, thanks again. And um, we'll talk to you soon and we'll keep everybody updated. All right. Awesome, man. Thank you again. Thanks. Okay. So that interview was fun. Um, I enjoyed doing that. And then he's mentioned that free book. So, um, yeah, reach out to us. I've, I have them now. I've given a couple, I've given a couple out already. Nice. Um, but if anybody wants, um, give me a call, give me an email. We had our email address on there. Um, let us know. So, um, Moving on, Mal, you want to talk sports real quick? Sure, why not? Well, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot believe it. <laughs> uh, uh, some, something I did that got here yesterday, I bought a uh, 2020 Final Four shirt. Oh, yeah, you told me you were going to do that. That's Yeah, you, can, you could buy them. Uh, I don't know if they're still out there or not, but go check them out. They'll be worth having. Yeah, I watched um, the World Cup stacking competition the other day on the <laughs> and ate the Ocho, and we also watched um, um, what was the other one we watched? There was the marble races. Did you see the marble races? I didn't see it. Uh, Samantha was watching it. She's like that blue one, man. Yeah, oh, the the team names. That's the best. Uh, we were watching the marble races. We were watching the cup stacking. Dodgeball was on there because you know they, they ran a a marathon of the Ocho, like in the top yeah. the ESPN two, but in the all along was the Ocho. And finally they really ended up having a dodgeball competition on there and everybody thought it was the best. And it was last year. A lot of the stuff was from like 2006, 2005, the dodgeball qualifications for the, uh, the Olympics was last year. Like they were playing qualifiers for, I guess the 2020, is there dodgeball in the Olympics that I don't know? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Which if we want to talk about real sports, um, that's basically all we can talk about. Everything's been postponed. Yeah. They, the Olympics, the Derby, the you name it. It's all. They better not mess with football, okay? That's all I've got to say. I mean. NFL draft is, is going virtual. That and the NBA, like the, uh, the, the combines, the, who knows? Every day at this point, every day stuff changes. Yeah. The whole, the whole world changes. It's nuts. Um, yeah, so two weeks from now, if we record our next show, like hopefully, like I said, we're still around then. Like that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Gosh. Um, all right. Well, this has been a bizarre uh, show. So at least we're, we're documenting what's going on in today's society. Yep, people are still buying and selling. So uh, remember that, folks. We just got to change it a, a, a little differently. Um, there's been no huge dropout of the housing market, um, even price-wise. Everything this is not caused by housing. So to say that the housing market is going to immediately turn sour, if anything, interest rates. He, I mean, they're almost zero. So. Um, it's he's doing everything you know to stimulate it. So um, yeah, and, and it, that's not mortgage rates, guys. That's right. That's that's the Fed. But still, interest rates are still stupid low. Yeah. Um, so um, you know, people like I said, and it's spring, so houses are getting to hit the market. I guarantee, just like normal. So yep, you just might have to do your showings a little different and listings a little different. <laughs> they they make that one thing that um, I've never used before. It's like Matterport or something. Yep. And you walk through and it does a whole virtual mapping and floor plan and it's badass. Robert, Rob, he has it. Yep. Oh, we'll have to talk. Like you can flat out, you can put on a VR headset if you want and you can scroll through and like, and you can walk through the house and turn around and walk back out. You set this big camera, 3d camera up in each room and it scans top to bottom. Then it also gives you a layout and you start outside and you can click and like, it's, I thought about doing it years ago when it first came out, but it's $5,000 and they don't offer any type of finance. And they will just get a credit card <laughs> and max it out. I'm like, Oh, great advice. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he, sure. but yeah, it's a, it's a really neat tool for, for listings. Uh, and they, their big pitch too back then was to try to find like a side hustle or whatever, like commercial jobs, like big distilleries, facilities, stuff that you want to offer virtual tours before you, people show up. I thought how a great tool for Matterport would be, um, 
um, like uh, vacation homes, like down on the yeah. beach or somebody up here that's saying like, I don't know what the floor plan is, how many bedrooms there are. Oh, well here, just walk through the house, you know, on your phone or on your laptop. But uh, yeah, Dang. it's cool. So hell, they might be, their business might be cracking. I bet it is. I know we're using zoom right now. Uh, Zoom's business is cracking. Uh, my wife works for Amazon. Amazon stock has not tanked and right. they are crushing. It's awesome. They're still shipping. Like there's these rumors that they're only shipping medical supplies. That's not, I got stuff yesterday. There was a, an article talking about, um, them getting, doing only like essential stuff. Well, that was, that was on third party people shipping to Amazon. So people read, read more than the headline guys. That's the lesson. Yeah. Everybody's freaking out. Like well, you can't eat anything from Amazon. Only, only they're shipping is medical supplies. Like I said, uh, two days ago, Amazon stuff showed up into like, like normal. So, uh, yesterday it did for us. So yeah, I'm sure you all get stuff every day. <laughs> we do from time to time. Um, she, she definitely, uh, has her work cut out for her right now. Um, she works, she's over some places not in Kentucky and she's not allowed to travel and they're setting up all the social distancing norms in these buildings and some are doing better than others. And she's, she's here in Louisville, like trying to direct these people in different States to change up what they're doing. And it's, you would love that people would take a direction and follow it. Oh yeah. But I guess that doesn't happen. Not always. <laughs> Yeah, I guarantee it. They say the hardest thing in the world is managing people. That's the yeah. hardest job in the world. Is Absolutely. So. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go crush today in whatever way we can. Uh, reach out to me and Mal if you want to hook up with Caleb. And um, we'll talk to you guys soon. Wash your hands. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Talk About Town. Hey, check us out on social media at Talk About Town KY on Twitter and Facebook. Also, you can look us up on the web at TalkAboutTownKY.com. Malachi Hadley and Neil Cox are your friendly realtors with Smith & Wilson Realty. 